0: Hey there, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Thanks for joining me on the Chaos to Calm podcast, a podcast designed for women over 40 who think that changing hormones might be messing with their mood, metabolism and energy and want to change that in a healthy, sustainable and permanent way. Each episode, will explore topics related to health and wellness for women in their 40s, like what the heck is happening to your hormones, what to do about it with nutrition, lifestyle and stress management, and inspiring conversations with guests sharing their insights and tips on how to live your best life in your 40s and beyond. So if you're feeling like you're in the midst of a hormonal storm and don't want perimenopause to be horrific, then join me on Chaos to Calm as I share with you how to make it to menopause without it wrecking your relationships and life. Hello and welcome to the Chaos to Come podcast episode number 19, where we are continuing our journey and unraveling the mysteries or the issues in perimenopause um, so that you can navigate this phase of life and it not be horrific. (laughs) I am your host, Sarah, the perimenopause naturopath, and today I'm really excited to be diving into a hot topic and that is the trend of using drugs like Ozempic for weight loss. So we are going beyond the buzz and exploring the truth behind Ozempic and does it make for sustainable weight loss. Let's dive in. So before we get started let's understand exactly what Ozempic and drugs like it because there are others on the market now and in America there's some specifically made for weight loss that aren't diabetic drugs. So yes, Ozempic is um, on label is a prescription drug primarily used for the treatment of type 2 diabetes and it has gained so much popularity as a weight loss aid that now it's becoming harder for diabetics to get and we're often seeing shortages of it here in Australia. So I want to talk you through how it works. I think it's really important that you always understand how something that you're taking or something that you're doing or using, how it works. makes it easier for you to stick with things when you understand how they work, but it also helps you make informed consent around what you're doing. So Ozempic belongs to a class of medications called GLP-1 receptor agonists. So it's a semaglutide injection. It is and comes in different size doses there. So it works by mimicking the action of a hormone in your body called glucagon-like peptide 1. And that hormone, uh, GLP-1, helps regulate your blood sugar levels and also contributes to appetite control. So by activating the GLP-1 receptors, Ozempic can reduce your appetite. That's, um, it slows down how your food leaves your stomach, so that's how it reduces your appetite, and it promotes a feeling of fullness in that same way. It also helps your pancreas produce more insulin when your blood sugar is high, so we get the, the glucose out of your bloodstream and into your cells, uh, and it helps prevent your liver from making and releasing too much of its own glucose. So yeah, it can seem like a magic solution. I mean, you only have to go search in your news app. I went and did that today on um Apple News. There is a mountain of stories on Ozempic and um celebrities and people losing weight on it. So it does seem like that magic wand for sure. But I really think, like I said in the intro, you really gotta consider the limitations of something that you're taking and the potential side effects and the risks to you. Now you always hopefully whoever's prescribing things like this to you is discussing those with you. But it's also really important that you ask questions or ask to see the uh, the sheet that comes with the medication and read through that because that outlines all of the risks and side effects um, that might be there. Often I see with People, especially if they're taking multiple medications, that sometimes their side effects or the things that they're experiencing, they actually don't realise the side effects of the medications that they're on. So let's have a a talk about the physical side effects that might come with using uh, Ozempic for weight loss. And then I want to talk through some other things to think about before you just dive in and say, yes, hit me with this. I want to lose that weight now. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's really essential to be informed and prepared for any challenges that may arise. And it's true for any medication, supplement or product that you're using, as I said. So some common side effects include nausea, vomiting, diarrhoea and constipation or or constipation. And some people might also experience headaches, dizziness, um, changes in your appetite. Well, I guess that's what you're expecting, that it will be reduced. Um, So those side effects can vary in intensity and duration. And you really need to tune into them and pay attention to them because remember always symptoms or side effects are a sign or a flag from your body that something isn't right. Something isn't working well for your body there. So rather than just ignoring it, it is, you know, you do need to tune in and think about what is happening in your body. And, you know, potentially if your blood sugar level dropped too low, you might feel dizzy or you might get really (laughs) angry or sweaty um, and or faint and things like that, too. And that can present its own dangers, you know, hitting your head or uh, blacking out while you're driving or any of those things puts you and other people at risk as well. So, something, two things that are interesting. I read a couple of news articles recently, yeah. and one was talking about the effect that Ozempic can have on relationships, either you know, with your partner, but also with your friends um, or other family members. And it was saying how some. Partners of people who were using Ozempic were really judging them as cheating or taking an easy option or an easy route out. Of course, there's other factors at play at that, you know, there was people's own goals or whether they could or could not use ozempic that might be guiding how they're re- reacting and responding there but i thought that was really interesting another person in that same news article mentioned that they had stopped going out with their friends because they felt really bad for their friends um, when their friends were eating in front of them because they were using ozempic their appetite had really disappeared and so they weren't eating much and they might you know weren't often eating when they went out but their friends were hungry and they were supposed to be out for a meal so um yeah so it stopped them socializing which is super interesting there as well and another article i read today which was wasn't really funny but it was interesting it was talking about olympic face and butt and fingers and hands and essentially what underlies them all is that if you have rapid weight loss you can get really saggy skin. And so it was talking about how you might end up with sort of really droopy or, or saggy skin. And actually it speaks to one of the other side effects that with Ozempic, so it, it it doesn't differentiate, you just lose weight, it's not always fat mass. So you might actually lose muscle mass which is, you know, as we age, that's not a great thing for us to do. But it also, you know, your muscles, especially your big muscles, like the ones in your legs and your biceps and and those ones, they are glucose-burning factories. So if we're losing muscle mass, we're we're losing that capacity to use the glucose in the foods that we're eating. So in the long term, it's going to come back and bite you, essentially, because if you stop taking Ozempic, you're going to find yourself struggling to maintain your blood glucose levels there. So yeah, when you lose muscle mass, you lose things like collagen in your cheeks and your face. So if you've ever been on a really restrictive or or, um, strict diet, you might have found yourself looking really gaunt after a period of time or um, your cheeks get quite sunken. And that's a sign that you've lost collagen and lost muscle mass. And that's not a great place to be. And when you're losing weight, if you've got weight to lose, you want to lose the fat mass, especially the stuff around your abdomen, which puts you at risk of um, chronic diseases like metabolic syndrome. Yeah, so Ozempic face is when you've got saggy skin and that can happen, you know, on your arms and and around your legs and your stomach, particularly if you've lost a lot of weight there. So some of the other things that Ozempic can do, it does have some quite serious uh, side effects as well. Um, And, you know, the risk of these would vary as well and some of them would be quite rare, but, you know, possibly it can impact your thyroid and cause thyroid tumours. And you might, if you've had problems with your pancreas or kidneys, it's not appropriate for you there either. And of course, you're not using that if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Any weight loss while you're breastfeeding or pregnant is not safe um, in, in, because of the danger of releasing toxins into your bloodstream that pass to the baby through your breast milk or placenta um, when you're releasing fat mass. Anyway, I've digressed a bit there because we're here for very menopause, which is not necessarily your most fertile time. Although, yeah, it could be. So, yeah, so it can impact your relationships as well as your physical self and your muscle mass. You know, as we age, it's really important that we have strong muscles and it protects us from falls, like falling over as we age, like into your 80s or 70s and 80s. If you fall, then you have a higher risk of, of, um, dying in the time following that, if you have a break or a fracture, particularly in something like your hip or your um, thigh bone. Anyway, I'm really digressing now. I'm going to come back to it. We're talking about Ozempic, Sarah, come on. (laughs) Let's just get with the program here. So uh, yeah, I was just really blown away by that. I'd not really even thought about how it might impact someone and their relationships. So it's really interesting. Yeah, um, and so the biggest thing from my perspective too is if you if you don't have an appetite and you're not eating, you're not going to get the nutrients that your body needs to be, to nourish it and support it. So I think there's a really real risk of of nutrient deficiencies or insufficiencies, and that can have a, a, a you know a, a flow on effect too, um developing other diseases or illnesses or impacting your immune system and maybe developing autoimmune conditions and um, your brain function and memory and concentration and all those sorts of things as well. So it seems like, you know, like a magic wand and, and a great kind of fix, but I really encourage you to think about all of these sorts of things that I've brought up and looking after your body. Now, The other big thing I want to say as well is that Ozempic and weight loss drugs like it, even, you know, using things like shakes um, and other pills as weight loss or, you know, meal replacement stuff, they're not long-term solutions for weight loss or weight management. They don't teach you how to eat. And teach you how to eat to support and nourish your body. They don't address your underlying habits and behaviours. They don't address underlying drivers of your weight gain, whether it's hormones, your thyroid, your female hormones, blood glucose, insulin. They don't address any of that. So when you stop taking the meal replacement shake or whatever or you stop using Ozempic, what's going to happen then? You go straight back. Well, you, you may even still just be doing the same behaviours and eating in the same way and you're going to go back to gaining weight and be right back where you were. So you get that real yo-yo effect. You, you need something more than that that's going to give you long-term results because quick fixes like Ozempic, like meal replacements, other things like that, they might provide you with results but those results are temporary and they often fall short that when it comes to sustainable or maintainable weight loss so yeah like what quick fixes have you tried like I I've never tried shakes or meal replacements I will say that because it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't appeal to me I just like to eat my dinner or eat my lunch or whatever um so yeah, have you ever used any shakes or diet pills or medications to speed up your weight loss process? I'd love to know if you've used any or and what your experience was, as I think sharing our experiences, um, particularly if they're not necessarily successful um, weight loss or if you've then rebounded and regained the weight. It's really important for people to hear those stories and, and balance out the magical panacea that we're searching for. So I think I want you to know that it's, it's really, it's crucial to understand that true and lasting change, it requires a holistic approach. So let's explore some more why relying solely on Ozempic or some other kind of meal replacement or drug might not be the best choice for you in the long term. So when it comes to achieving sustainable weight loss, a holistic approach is key like I've touched on it a bit already. What does this mean? Well, it means addressing not just what you eat. Sometimes the food's the easy bit. It is for my clients. They get a personalized nutrition plan. They literally know what what to eat. It tells them you eat all these things, you'll be great. But your lifestyle, your behaviors, uh, underlying drivers like your thyroid or your insulin and blood sugar levels and iron levels vitamin d there's so much that impacts your weight metabolism and yes behaviors habits all those sorts of things the environment that you're in as well so i'm going to go through some quick tips on how to look or have that holistic approach to managing your weight now i'm going to give you some actionable tips um, that will help you with your goals and and prioritising your long-term health and happiness because I think that's really important. In the short term, yeah, you might want to fit into a dress for someone's wedding in a few months' time or your your major birthday, your 50th or 40th or whatever it is. But in the long term, if you invest in your health and your happiness, your body will thank you for it. And you get to enjoy life and do life and and eat the foods and drink the things without that sense of, deprivation or missing out that is entirely possible it is possible to lose weight and not miss out on life not feel deprived and yeah not miss out on the celebrations so first and foremost think of food as medicine focus on incorporating those whole foods into your diet foods that are rich in nutrients and support your body's overall well-being because nourishing your body it goes way beyond calories In fact, you know, I've mentioned it before, calories is such a dodgy way to think about food and it's such old science, hasn't changed since like the nineteen hundred, early 1900s, like nineteen hundred, It's just not valid and, and suitable. you really got to think about providing the right fuel for optimal health. And if you want help with that, you know that that's something I love doing for my clients is helping them with their personalised nutrition plans. But you can also go and download the freebie on my website. It's on my podcast site as well. So you can find that at www.chaostocarnpodcast.com. That's the balanced meal formula guide that I've got there. Um, because yeah, a Zempic might suppress your appetite and keep you feeling full for longer, but it doesn't teach you how to nourish your body and how to, you know, put your plate together with nutrient dense foods. So weight loss is not just about calorie counting or following a generic meal plan or exercising more. I mean, if it was, we would just do that and it would work, right? But you get to your 40s and perimenopause and it definitely shows you that that is not what weight loss is about. You need to understand how to eat for you and how to support and nourish your body so it feels safe to release fat. Fat is protective. Physically, metaphorically, your body won't release it if it senses any hint of famine or undernourishment. So that's why it's really important to take the time to understand your body, its unique needs, and how to put your meals together in a way that suits your individuality, your biochemistry, your hormones, your metabolism, your phase of life, your lifestyle, your budget, all those things. Knowledge really is power. Knowledge in how your body works and also how to support it and nourish it. I like to think of it as, you know, that, that a saying um, give a person a fish and they eat for a day, teach them how to fish and they have food for life. Now, well, the same principle applies here to food and, and understanding how to nourish your body. When you learn to eat in a way that supports and nourishes you, it becomes a lifelong skill. You feel good, it's self-perpetuating, you want to keep doing it. And if we take it to the next level... It's empowering because it puts you in control of your well-being now but into the future as well. But also it's maintainable because you understand how to balance and do celebrations, festivities, drinks, meals out, all that sort of thing with the rest of the time. You really truly get a sense of actually what that you know moderation or that 80-20 that everyone's always talking about, what that actually means. So I think when you work with a naturopath or a nutritionist, especially one who does blood tests to assess what's happening in your biochemistry, your physiology, you can really learn that skill. And it is a skill. How to create meals that cater to your body's needs and optimize your nutrient balance, your hormone balance and support then will support your body to release any excess fat mass in benefit, obviously, in terms of body composition, but you'll also benefit from better, more consistent energy, mood and hormone balance now and ongoing. And I think the important part of that as well as that learning what to eat, it's how to eat, learning how to eat, to balance your blood glucose levels and keep your insulin in a nice, healthy range. So it's not going too high so that you um, are not in fat storage mode. And that's what I really want I want all women to have that knowledge. I want them to have that understanding of their bodies. It's what I strive to teach my clients. It's what I like. And it's why I'm doing this podcast, so I can teach you in some way as well. I want you to be able to listen to your bodies and interpret what it needs and honour that need as well. Make informed choices that's going to support your health as well as your weight management goals there as well. Next tip, I want you to pay attention to your lifestyle factors. So, yeah, move your body, but stress management techniques, you know I talk about that all the time, quality sleep. Like seriously, the fundamentals, sleep, water, some sunshine, moving your body, they're all crucial components. But when I say moving your body, I want you to find something that you enjoy, whether it's walking, yoga, dancing, whatever, something that brings you joy, Uh, so that it's not just another chore to have on your to-do list. Now, it's also really essential to address emotional and psychological aspects of weight management. Emotional eating, um, self-sabotaging behaviours, stress will exacerbate the cravings, emotional eating and self-sabotage and they will impact your weight. So this I think is bigger than just, you know, sometimes doing it on your own is hard because we're not objective. So I really encourage you to seek support from a naturopath or a nutritionist who's also a life or a health coach like me and is really equipped to help you identify and overcome those challenges. Are you aware of the challenges you face when it comes to making sustainable changes to eating habits? Do you even know how you get in your own way? I'd love to know what what they are for you. Um, Please do share them with me, what you think your challenges might be or what your roadblock or obstacle is. Most often when I ask women that question, they usually say that either they don't know, they don't know what to eat or what to do, or it themselves, is there a bigger obstacle? So quick fixes like Ozempic, they might promise you a shortcut. But the truth is that that long term weight management, long term health really requires a comprehensive, a holistic approach that is personalized to you, your biochemistry, your phase of life and, and more. So as you embark on that journey you know especially in perimenopause remember it's not just about suppressing your appetite or cutting your calories or those quick fixes you know it's you deserve better you really do you and your body deserve better your body has carried you through so much in this life already and you've still got so much more life to live so do you want to live it being restricted or worrying about, you know, your size or or your shape or fitting into a dress for a birthday or whatever? Or would you rather learn about how to work with your body and, and support it and nourish it and love it in the way that you both deserve, you and your body, so that it feels nourished and supported and strong and capable of carrying you through the next 40 or 50 years of your life as well? I know that's what I want. Like everything that I do these days is designed to be getting me a strong and capable old lady body. <laughs> when I'm an old woman, I still want to be strong and I want to be mobile, and that's what I'm choosing now, is by you know eating the foods that work well for me and and working out that balance for myself, how to nourish and support my body, so that I will be a strong old woman. So that wraps up today's episode on the truth about Ozempic for weight loss. Remember, quick fixes don't work in the long term. It's you really deserve to prioritize yourself and your health and your well-being and embracing a holistic approach to yourself and and your weight and weight loss if that's what you desire is imperative, I think. So thank you so much for joining me today on Chaos to Calm podcast just remember you do have the power to transform your relationship with food and your body and your perimenopause experience it's never too late never ever too late to benefit from changing things up or having a different you know taking a different course of action there thank you for sharing your time with me today it's so appreciated and if you did enjoy this episode you found it useful please don't forget to subscribe to chaos to calm And also share it with a friend who may find it helpful. And until next time, stay healthy and nourished and informed. It's really common for women over 40 to experience the chaos of changing hormones, mood, metabolism and energy. But I hope you know now that common doesn't have to equal normal for you or them You can help others understand they aren't alone in feeling this way and that perimenopause doesn't have to be horrific by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing this podcast with other women in their 40s and beyond. Thanks so much for listening and sharing your time with me today in this chaos to calm conversation.